Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Making Laps Podcast. We are live at the Vault Productions Fundraiser Picnic. I believe it's the second annual. And uh, we have... We're not live. This is taped. Uh, that's true. Uh, way to poke a hole in my bubble, Jess. Anyway... Um, <laughs> we can start over. Semi-live. No. Um, We're live right now, but not... As we are currently here. live from the Vault Productions We are on location. Yeah, whatever. All right, so that's gone. So... We're not doing a regular episode right now. We're going to do a special episode where what, all we do is just BS with the people who are at the picnic. We got some racers here, uh, new and old. Uh, first off, we got with us the, la- the person who was with us the last time we were at the Vault Productions fundraiser, Alexander Pearl. Mr. Pearl, how have you been? Well, I'm a little bit more sober this time around, so hopefully I'll be a better, a better guest. I think a lot of us are at this point, um, especially considering the actions happening behind us at one point today, but... Moving on from that, uh, <laughs> everyone's having a good time. We're all having a good yeah. time. We've for done, now. We've literally been standing around BSing racing for what three or four hours, and um, it's about time to put it onto. Yeah, uh, I think it's about time we start recording. It. Yeah, so. that's a good idea. So we're sitting here with Alex Pearl. We were talking to his dad Jeff before he left. Uh, we were talking to all sorts of people: Tommy Silva, uh, Ken Cassidy. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna love that. Ernie Sid? LaRose. Oh. No, Sid's not a racer, he's just a race fan. Oh. But we were all BSing stories, and I was talking to Alex because Alex works or works, he does <laughs> work, obviously. Yeah, I work. He race, you work on race cars, works race, behind the wheel, right? Uh, races at Stafford currently. You're only what four points back out of the point lead. We only got four races to go, uh, coming off another podium run. Uh, but we were talking about just the state of the division and what you do or what you plan on doing in the future, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little bit of insight from you. You plan on running possibly an NHS TRA mod race? Yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully uh, the week that Stafford is off, we're planning going up on a Saturday to Monadnock. I think it's like 125 lapper. Mm. And uh, I'll put my big boy pants on and hopefully do good. Well, it's like going home to go to Monadnock for you because you started out basically running mini stocks or what is the, it was a division before that and then minis, right? At Monadnock? Yeah, it was called the Young Guns, which was like the modern day X car. Um, bunch of kids. And uh, it was fun. Got to learn how to drive a full size car, front wheel drive. So it didn't really reflect to the mini stock or the SK Lite. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. I think cars like that give you a lot of racing experience, like just mm-hmm. being on the track, seeing how traffic flows. Seeing the pace, seeing you know how to pass people, maybe even be aggressive. Yeah, I think yeah. Even though the car doesn't translate, I think the experience translates at least. I definitely agree. It um, it definitely taught me a lot of things, and uh, just driving with fenders was definitely different than something I'd ever been used to because I just run go karts with open wheels, and uh, I learned quickly that you can't really get into somebody without you know pushing the nose in or crushing the fender, which it uh. It related to the mini stock, not much the SK Lite, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you get <laughs> you get a little experience running like rear wheel drive stuff, even if it is like no horsepower with that mini. Because it was a Mustang, I think, at some mm-hmm. point. Yep. Which kind of uh, what kind of bad habits would you have to overcome driving a fender car to an open wheel car to to overcome? Just 
the amount of contact that you can have with a fendered car. I mean, you guys both ran streeters. And, Still do, uh, you, yeah. You can kind of lean on people with the light. You can you do more can. than lean on people. <laughs> right. You can lean, but you have to do it correctly. You have to use the nerf bars to your advantage and make sure you're hitting nerf bar to nerf bar mm -hmm. or your nerf bar to somebody's wheel because if you hit wheels to somebody else's car, it usually upsets the car and can hurt you. Phil, if you have any questions, just feel free to blurt them out, and I'll actually uh, relay them to any of our guests because we don't have a PA system so that they can't hear us. It's literally just seeing me with headphones. So You're actually cutting in and out a little bit. You should tell Sid to pay his uh, Internet bill. Really? Because we're hardwired for the Internet. So Sid said he assured us that the Internet would be good. He assured us. Oh, I got the hardwire. And you know something? I got it Phil's set up. probably right, though, because they've had to refresh a couple things. <laughs> before so it is probably florida style internet i mean it is on the water so this oh, is beach great. internet i mean it ain't my internet i got one gig internet now so oh your internet's good now good now maybe you won't drop out of iRacing anymore good to go hopefully not okay. all right so anyway um so i think uh running a 604 crate and that modified what, what kind of changes do you ex expect to have to make especially running a smaller track like Manadnock, where you're used to running a mini stock there I think, well, I ran a couple of 602 races there with the Modified in 2018, and um, I think the biggest difference is just going to be tire management, not burning the right rear off, which should be a good um, reflection of how to race an open Modified car. And, um, yeah, we're going to have 125 laps if we do end up racing there. So I'll have a lot of time to learn and hopefully stay on the lead lap and get a good finish. Hmm. So I was talking to you earlier, and you said something about, uh, I asked, hey, when's, it, when's the uh, actual SK coming? You said, probably not. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't really disagree with that because budgets are what they are, and you can only really race what you can budget for. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of stuck in that path right now with the street stock or sportsman or limited late model or whatever the hell it is now. So it's like, I know that, like, you run an SK Lights, do you? Is it even really, do you really care about even moving up, or is it just like, if I'm going to move up, I'm going to go past that? Yeah, at the beginning of when I first started running SK Lights, my biggest thing was just trying to move forward to the next level, but I think the longer I've gone, I've come more to reality of what my team and I can do financially, and uh, just trying to enjoy the moment and take advantage of whatever I can learn in the SK Light. And um, yeah, hopefully it reflects over to something in the future, but for now, um, I like racing the lights, and it teaches you a lot, and the competition is really competitive, and it's just, it's a different experience never anything I've ever been used to. How is it without a spotter, or do you know any difference? <laughs> a lot of people ask me, like, oh, you can't run <laughs> spotters, like, what the heck? And I'm just like, well, I don't know, I kind of like it, because it, uh, it allows you to race the car yourself, and it's a lot more responsibility. Sometimes I wish I had a spotter like, hey, so-and-so is running a higher line and they're quicker than you. Like, tr try moving up a little bit. But the fact of just, like, moving around and knowing where the cars are around you, not having a spotter, I feel like, teaches you a lot more. And um, I like not having a spotter. Sorry, we got a really loud Italian behind us over here with a megaphone. Um, get a little alcohol I mean, he gets a little louder too I'm yeah sure. which is a bad thing we don't need him to be louder we need him to just kind of <laughs> I, I have a question about the spotter can you actually yeah, like hear how long how close they are alongside of you with the closed cockpit um that's a good question I 
I think when someone's alongside of you, you can definitely hear them. And when they're getting back to the gas, it's a little bit harder when they like are on your bumper and they peel out and try to pass you going into the corner. You can't really tell. But when they're side by side, I feel like you can definitely tell, like sound wise, where they are and what they're doing. Hmm. Okay. I didn't know if it was really that difficult to hear them because you got your own pipes like right at your own face. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was a sure if it's directional pointed towards you. It's probably fine. I don't think those are straws. Is that a Shirley Temple? So it tastes like a Shirley Jesse, Temple. Jesse what asked one of the questions I wanted to ask. But the other question I wanted to ask was tires. Do you Sharon. care about the big tires? Or appearance aside, would you rather have a little less grip and more drivability in the car? Okay, so Phil asked if you uh, care about, what would you say, tire size? Like, do you care yeah, about so having a larger or smaller tire? Yeah, so if they put them on, yeah. say, an F45 10-inch tire... It would like provide, I think, in my eyes, a little more drivability in the car and allow them to drive it around. Or what do you think? Like, Or more fun to drive, I should say. I don't know. I, I'm i a little baby, and I like all the grip that it has <laughs> now. I don't know if I would ever try something with a smaller tire. That's Something like a Riverhead type of crate, yeah. like, crate um, mod, yeah. I mean, I'd be open to trying it, but uh, I feel like the grip level with the SK Lights now is pretty good. I like it. All right. I just didn't know if there was a problem with, like, competitiveness with, you know, having more grip than power mm -hmm. or if that would be an issue that the drivers who kind of run them would really think of as an issue or not. Yeah, I'm sure if everybody was forced to run them, I feel like it would change the game a little bit. But I feel I mean, maybe it would make you rely more on your setup than just grip from the tire it seems like they can race a lot better at stafford as opposed to if you take them to somewhere big and fast and banked like a thompson yeah uh, waterford they seem to race fine too but yeah i think that uh stafford has their program together and that um i think that the way they have the rules now is pretty good yeah all right so let me think here i'm trying to think of more right, questions because we got to try to get these guys out hey there's phil oh, sid so with so how do you feel about the season turning out? You guys are close for the championship. Are we yeah. are we are we feeling the butterflies yet of a championship? Um not really. The last from I started my first close championship battle at Stafford was 2019 and I've been close every year since. So I feel like yeah the points are close but with three races remaining and I mean they had 36 cars last week. If you finish last that's zero points right there, and the winner can get 50. So yeah. I feel like we're all close now. I think that a lot can happen in the last three, but I think my advantage over the other two competitors is I've had experience. I mean, last year I went into the last race tied, so I've been there, done that, and, um, yeah, I just can try to use that to my advantage. Yeah, this year it's four with the with four points or whatever. Yeah. So I think four, uh, four with four to go or something. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's had a bad year this year. It's just uh, – some people worse than others. <laughs> yeah, seems like. What What do you think is uh, going on with all these with the SK Lyrex? They just they, this has been a year of attrition. It's almost like like a biblical sacrifice of the children to the call of of ball. Yeah, the cauldron of ball. So it's been yeah, it's been a really rough season. What do you think attributes to that, or many factors, or whatever? I'm not exactly sure. I think that because the field is so tight. And there are so many cars that are competitive and people feel like they have the potential to get a win. I think it 
maybe it makes people drive over their heads. I also think that the only 25 or 20 laps um, makes it extremely difficult to get to the front as soon as you can. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had a rough year. First two races were DNFs, and I was like 29th in points after two races, which I, I really didn't think I'd be in this position at the end of the year. So it's it just shows how much can change in just one week. And um, after being in a couple points battles the last couple of years, it just makes you think afterwards, like, what you could have done differently, how you could have gotten two more points here, two more points there. And I'm obviously thinking about that now. I, I look back at some things that I could have done differently and other people could have done differently. And Yeah, we all do that, right? Yeah, yeah it, it could I have changed so. how the points picture looked. But um, you just got to focus on what's in front of you and – I think that's uh, that's what we're going to have to do. Hmm. Well, one race at a time, you know? Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. Still, I'm still thinking of questions because we've already said everything that we wanted to off air. Yep. And now it's like, well, what the hell? Yeah. What do you think attributes <laughs> to the popularity of the SKs to bring 36 cars? The of the SK, SK lights, lights yeah. I mean, why are more people running SKs as opposed to like SK lights? Why For, for whatever purse and money yeah. is, is difference there is? Well, or is it cost of the car or whatever? What I think, think that the popularity of the SKs has created a feeder system for the SK lights. And everybody sees the potential of what you can do in an SK light. And they hope whether it's them or their child can reflect over to the SK division. So it's, it's like a farm system. And I think that um, just you have a lot of people that are setting up cars and people that have knowledge about what makes the car fast. And compared to an SK, it's relatively cheaper. I'm not going to say it's a lot cheaper, but I feel like it's a good feeder system, and I feel like the Stafford is the cream of the crop and um, prepares you the best or the, for the future. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, so, like, you know, like uh, in an SK Lite, I think a lot more people think that they have a car or whatever to do well because you guys are so equal mm -hmm. with engines and you all run – very similar chassis where his, yep. like a SK. Shocks. Big, same shocks, too. Yeah, same, same shocks, shocks, Phil yeah. said, yep. Yeah. And uh, whereas if you're in an SK division, you either got to be an Owen or a Rocco or a Copsic or something yep. along those lines. You got to be a big name. Have or connections. Yeah, Phil said connections and, and, you know, or you ain't anybody at all. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like. That has reflected over to the SK Light division with Rocco helping people and Owen helping people and also Copsic helping people behind the scenes. And um, it it's definitely created – It's a, I feel like the SK Light division is a lot more competitive than it has been in years past. Um, people always ask me, like, oh, so-and-so is moving out of the division. Like, how do you feel about your chances this year? And it's like, well, someone's moving out, but I feel like someone else is going to take their position just because there's just so much um, – there's so much competition, and the cars are very equal. And only being able to buy one tire a week, it um it tightens up the competition. And yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Brian Narducci moves out, but a Tyler Berry moves in, right? And you still got competition. Yeah, it's so. it's interdivisional. Competition is all cyclical. There's there's always mm -hmm. going to be somebody there that takes over. It's always going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. So. Like I said before, um, 
I think we were talking purse earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and you brought up a good point. There's something weird with the SK Light division that I had no idea about, yeah. and that it pays more for third than second, all yeah. told. It's a little, it's a little weird, but um, yeah. That's <laughs> what is it again? What's a what's the contingency and the the actual purse uh, so, figure? Because I completely forgot what that was. So I believe it is seven fifty to win. That's like three fifty plus contingency. Yeah, three fifty plus four hundred in contingency for an SK light. Second in the SK lights is two fifty plus two hundred in contingency. So that comes out to four fifty. And then third is two twenty five plus two fifty in contingency. So you actually get more in contingency for third than you do second, which is <laughs> it's, it's a little odd. But uh, after finishing third, I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. When it comes to the cost of racing, let's say an SK versus a limited late model, which is like what I got, like almost a street stock with a fancy body. Do you find it, I don't know if I want to say insulting, but do you find it any way like kind of negative that you get paid as much to race an SK type car as you do a limited late model type car? But that's on purse alone. It's not incentives, I'm sure. Yeah, I... um. I think sometimes, like, how come the limited late models get paid as much as the lights do, like, comparatively to the car counts. But I feel like the recognition and the name behind the SK lights and the attention that the media gets from them, um, I feel like it makes up for it. And I don't know if I would change it, but I feel like I definitely think the media um, definitely plays a part of it and how the um, just the name behind the SK light and how it it's become a feeder system for the SKs. Um, I, I feel like it makes up for it. Yeah. The casual fan would definitely go to a modified race more than they would go to right. a limited late model race around here at least. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a lot in namesake for mm-hmm. Stafford. If you especially, especially if you race there, if you run an open wheel car at Stafford, that's pretty much the peak. Yeah, I, I oh, definitely... Oh, we got dogs on set. <laughs> <laughs> totally denied for... for <laughs> I definitely think that... Well, he's excited, um, you, but... Yeah. Wish we had a camera on that one, but oh well. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah, dogs. At least they're not making noise. That's fine. Right. Who cares, but... I definitely think that on some nights, the SK Lights put on the best show. And, um, I mean, I'm probably biased, but... Sometimes I think that the SK Lights could be the second-tier division there compared to the late models or the limited late models. I'm surprised they're not, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised late models get second billing. Yeah. It's, Especially at Stafford. Right. I feel like the modifieds are so um, close to the name of Stafford and the SK division that the SK Lights, you know, should be like the SKs. But... um. I feel like the way it's working now, it works, and yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it gives recognition a, to both sets, kind of. You get a premier right. fendered and a premier non-fendered. I guess right. I, I, I mean, that's probably what I guess. They like to call us like the junior stars of the SK division. Um, Even though Chris Matthews is like fifty, yeah, and so is Joey Farino. Yeah, you got. <laughs> I saw somewhere he's gonna that, hate like, that. <laughs> the uh, the SK light division had like the highest average age. Of all the five Stafford divisions. SK Lights did? 
Yeah. I think it's just those guys bringing the average up. Right, what, which I thought what, was... What, he got Methuselah driving in there or something? He's like <laughs> yeah. 900 years old? Yeah, something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Like, I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> and, like, I'm 21 years old, and I've been racing the division for five years now, and it's He's like... He's a grizzled veteran at 21 Yeah, people years call old. me a veteran. I'm a grizzled like, old man. I mean, I guess. Like, I don't know. Well, when you're up against, like, fetuses go. like the Chapmans and all yeah. these other kids, right. like, like uh, Alcus and stuff, it's like... Yeah, you technically are an old man now. Yeah. Welcome to the club. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I feel like you almost guys... time to retire. Yeah, it is almost time to retire, says Phil. You're an old ma- you're an old maid. It's time Let's to move up. Yeah. yeah. What about the pro stock? Wasn't he running a pro stock yes. here and there? Yeah, Phil asks, where, what about the pro stock? Weren't you running one around somewhere? So. Yeah, I um I was running a Granite State Pro Stock. Had fun with that. Definitely a different experience than I'd ever. Was that your car or was that someone no, else's? No, I was driving for somebody else. Okay. Um, it was someone, a family friend of ours that my dad used to drive for them. And, uh, yeah. Fucking guys. Yeah. I, I liked it. It was definitely something different going to different tracks and it was really cool, but, um, I struggled with it and ultimately we ended up, um, partnering up with the same guy, kept the motor out of that car. And that's what we put in the, our other car. It's a 604 motor with a four barrel. Mm-hmm. And that's what we plan on running in Monadnock. I'm really interested, and I just—I know Jesse probably isn't, but um, <laughs> I'm really interested to see what a 604 with a four barrel and a modified would do up against, say, an SK at Stafford. Yeah, I'm just curious, and I know there's rumors and word that GM is discontinuing the 604, right. and I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, I'd love to know what they're going to actually well, as either you know, replace it with or just. Yeah, I know communism fails, Jesse. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, you, you, once you run out of food, then the system fails. Please refresh the page. I mean, <laughs> denied on the sound. Oh, well. Lovely. Yeah, we're recording on different equipment this week, so expect Whatever. problems until tomorrow when we record the regular show. Yeah. I thought that, well, so I practiced the 604 Mod Thursday, and compared to the SKs that were running, we were quicker than them. So. Did you test it at Stafford? Waterford. Oh, okay. Same basic principle, basically. Yeah, and I know that, like, at the northern tri-track races like Monadnock and Star, there are a couple of people that run 604 mods, and they, I would say they're pretty competitive. Um, Doesn't burn, and uh, yeah. what's his face in the 25 there? Shit, I can't uh, Roby. Yeah, Brian Roby. Do they do they run crate cars, or do they have actual open cars? I know burn does in the 6. I don't know if Roby has an open-type motor. He might but, now, because I've seen yeah. him at tri-track races and stuff. So, But I remember I watched one race with the 6-car burn, and he was competitive. I mean, he started towards the front, and he maintained. I think he led some laps at Monadnock. And I feel like, um, I don't know, it might be the way of the future to bring costs down. Not really sure. That's why I'm just the talent. <laughs> I think it's, well, I think it's, we have to see what really plays out with the 604 right. deal with, with Chevrolet or GM, whoever's mm-hmm. building it right now. I never heard that they were discontinuing it, but I'm like, well, if they do, I don't know what they're going to replace it with or if they're just going to change everything to one specific crate engine. Yeah, I can see Jesse dying inside at the thought of 604s in the SKs. Yeah, Jesse is dying yes, inside at the thought of that. Jesse's dying? Yeah. A little bit. A Jesse's little bit every day, actually. But yeah, especially with... <laughs> As you near the fact that you're going to have to buy a 602 yourself? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I want to go racing again, I'm going to have to eventually. It's, yeah. it's, it's beyond. It's no question. You're going to have to buy a crate if you want to go it's racing beyond, soon. Yeah, Pretty soon after that, wall. you'll be buying electric motors. So don't Jesse, worry you're about going it. light racing? Oh. <laughs> He's going commie street stock racing. I can't even go S car racing. <laughs> <It's> S <S-car> car <laughs> racing. I I couch racer. It. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I can't afford it. It's just I don't have the time for it. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I hate work. Anyway, uh, so the season. Hey, Jesse, try shutting off your video and see if that'll help the signal <laughs> because I keep, every time I Internet keep trying problems. to say something, it cuts out. Lot. Yeah. We're on the McDonald's Wi-Fi. We shouldn't be because we're plugged in. We can hear, but we can't see, okay. apparently. I, I stopped the video, and then I restarted I'm, it. I'm guessing that Sid doesn't pay a lot for his internet. Sid didn't pay his electric bill this week. Oh, we got electricity. We just don't have internet, so he must not have paid that one. Whatever. So with the season winding down at Stafford, and you're back in the points title yep. chase or whatever, and I know you had, what, you were tied last year coming into last race. Do you do anything different, or you just run your race? Just run my race. You don't I, think about it, just go after it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a good way to do you, it. You have to think about a little bit about chances you took earlier in the year. You might not be able to do that later in the year, but I think that you still have to go with the same mentality that you want. You have to go win every single race you're in. If you try to change your mentality, I feel like that might get you into trouble at times. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I've been in this this uh, picture for the last couple of years, and each time has been a little different. Hmm. Um, and I feel like that experience is going to help me this year. Hopefully we'll get it done. Yeah, I've only been in one situation where I've had a shot at the title coming into the last race. Mm -hmm. And I completely choked it, like complete fucking load. So <laughs> That was me last year. So, yeah, I mean, Keith Brocko said it best. He said, I'm not, I'm not trying to win a title. I'm trying to win races. And if I win races, I'll win the title. Right. So, yeah, he just goes out and wins races. So it's like, well, that's a great mentality because if you win a trophy, you'll be, you'll eventually get a big trophy. Yeah, I, so. uh, I definitely agree with that. I mean, we've gotten a couple of wins this year, and I feel like we still have a couple more that we can get in the last couple of races. Um, but, yeah, the season's winding down, and I feel like the last race is probably going to be the toughest race of the year because a lot of people, um, they save their tires for the last race. And with the SK Light Division. So you can buy a tire, but you don't have to use it. Correct. So, so they save it in inventory then. Okay. So a lot of people put on, it's similar to the first race of the year where everyone's on new tires. Everybody is so equal that the fast cars, if they have to start in the back, it's a lot harder to pass in a 20-lap race. Yeah. So I feel like I have to just work on being as aggressive as I can in the last race. Um, and just hopefully my line goes on the, the starts. I mean, that's, that's half the battle with the SK Lights. You get stuck behind somebody, they can drag you from, I don't know, 5th to 15th in a matter of laps. And um, it's just going to come down to whoever has the best luck and who puts themselves in the best position that they can. Yeah, I can only speak to this from being an observer from the mm -hmm. outside. But I'd asked you earlier, but we figured we'd put it to, to recording. Do you feel like the top lane is still as good at Stafford, or is it actually starting to go away a little bit as the year trails off? I think with the SK Lights, uh, with the other divisions, I definitely think the outside might be wearing out. Um, but with the lights, with it being a momentum-based car, I feel that it's still as prominent as ever. I wasn't a big fan of them spraying the outside when they first did it. My first thought was it's going to allow the slower cars that start up front to hang around in the outside. Just clog um, it up? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like before, the slower cars would ride on the bottom and the faster cars would go to the outside this thing on yes ma'am and um yeah i just feel like with the outside being the the preferred lane you have to race differently it's almost like a thompson where you have to door the guy out of the way which 
bottom right, shot. Yeah. It's called bottom shot. Bottom shot. shot. Yeah. yeah. My bad. And, uh, Are we promote another podcast now? Is that I didn't what say doing? podcast. I no, said that's okay. what We like them too. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel like it's going to play a role for the rest of the year. I'm curious to see how the temperature change, hmm. whether it being cooler out. Um, I was surprised at how different the car handled last week with it being like the first cool night of the year compared to earlier in the year. Um, it, it went a different way than we thought it would. And I think that um, it's just going to be whoever stays on top of their car the best throughout the night is going to be able to take advantage of it. Hmm. Yeah. Boring. With us also in studio is Nicola Rose, who picked Hello. up the fourth mic. When are we doing Enro LaRoe on the, on the road series finale or season finale? Is that show still going on? I think it would be like the season premiere at this point. I don't even know if we did any this year. I didn't. Maybe next year. I was going to say, probably got canceled like our show did. Probably. Yeah, I got canceled a couple times. A couple, two, three times. So. Nice. So here living, you know. Welcome. Thanks. I had to save your show because I can't listen to Alexander talk that much. <laughs> I don't want to listen to myself talking either, so I probably won't listen this week. But That's fine. Yeah. This is just going to be a special episode. You can just wipe it right off your yeah. playlist if you wanted to. Thank we're God. still we're still waiting for some people to finish throwing bags into holes. My dad's just starting a new game, so. Oh, for God's sakes! Yeah. He's the one we're waiting for. No, no he's talking to Tommy Silva. Uh, oh, they're need talking. To get those two guys on. Are they going to fight too? I hope not. <laughs> no, I you don't hope not. No, Phil asked if they were going to fight too, and I'm like, I hope not, because they're kind of hanging out together. So my dad is the one that's being his security guard. He's a man of peace now. No comments. Tonight. Used to be a no man comments. of war. Go out there and slay dragons. Now, now he's a man of peace. Takes the armor off. Man of peace in the cloth. Yep. With there age comes maturity. Oh, oh, your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a couple of times this year he uh he came down to my pit area after I did something somewhat controversial <laughs> and he's like, I'm just gonna stay here and protect you. In case you. you need a little help. Yeah, he's yeah. always yeah. thinking there's a fight gonna happen. He's like, I'm gonna go down there and stand there. Yeah. So and, I figured and then he always asked me. What does so-and-so look like? You know, the guy that we did wrong or the guy that did us wrong? Hey, what does he look like so that I know? Is that well, you if, it's ever, if it's ever Tyler, I'll kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, sorry, it's, it's Roger. My kid's calling Jesse while we're recording on the show. Which he broke his other arm. Yeah. Jesse, I need more help. Jesus It, it must be important. It's an emergency. It's always he's seven. sounds like my <laughs> alarm in the morning. <laughs> so I wanted to take a moment to... Actually, oh, I guess he's talking on the phone. I wanted to take a moment to actually publicly scold the racing community because Nicole's not doing her our calendar thing anymore because people are such assholes to her. Buddy, I'm on the phone. Buddy. All, all good things come podcast. to an end. Yeah. But anyway, I, th- I was discussing this with people earlier. I said, you know, racing and racers and race fans are probably the worst people in their own sport because they just destroy it for their own stupidity. It's like anything good that ever comes to racing or anything good that happens with racing, they just fucking destroy it because of some stupid opinion. It's like, oh, people aren't giving Nicole, or Nicole's not giving random people free money, so they're going to, you know, be dickheads to her. That's basically it. Yeah. People become entitled. Yes, people do become entitled, as Phil said. I've moved on. So thanks for ruining that, everybody else. (laughs) Are you thinking about doing any other kinds of, like, uh, on uh, any kind of media uh, directions towards the promotion of racing. 
Or you just like the Stafford gig you're still doing or anything I'm still else. working at Stafford. The problem is I graduated and I got a real job. So now I work 40 hours a week and I train about, you know, 20 hours a week for trampoline. So it, that leaves little amounts of time to do anything. So are we not going to get any calendars at I'm all? Not even for NLRO Photo Racing to sponsor me. I thank her every week in Victory so I guess Lane, but... So Phil asks if we're not going to get anything else from you ever again just because of... I'm going to have a giant hole my on the plan? pegboard I'm like, in my garage. He's I won't be able to look at a calendar when I walk in there. He says he's going to have a giant hole in his garage. It's going to have a... You know, he can't see. There's no calendar there anymore. The plan is just to get rich in other ways and then just be able to pour money into racing without having to do any work. So I'm working on that currently. I mean, why wouldn't you? That's what I'm. No, well, that's what I wanted to do, but it's not what I tried to do. Let's be fair. If she can come up with that plan, she should market it and sell that. I agree. Phil says if you you come up with that business plan, you could sell it. So this would be great if we had a PA and I didn't have to relay questions from Phil to everybody because then we, it's like, oh, we're gonna say something twice in a row. Just turn on the speakers. I it's it's laptop speakers and Sid's got his very loud. Italian music playing, and we need the string in the tin can. Yeah, right. That would help. What the hell does Italian music sound like? Do they just wave <laughs> their hands in the air? No, no, no. He's it just anything loud counts. So, yeah, that's where we're at right now. I figured it would just be nonstop Beastie Boys. Wait, so are you guys gonna record another episode tomorrow or oh, yeah. whatever night? To yeah, we're gonna do the regular one tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah. Thank God I'll have something to do this week. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we were not prepared to do an actual episode today, so we figured we'd just record us BSing with people. And, and it you turns chop out, it up. Well, it turns out that all the rest of the people are still playing. Yeah, because they're all good. You, you know, cornhole. Their I race took so bubble. long that I passed out during the race, and I, their race took so long, and, you know, I still got to oh, catch yeah. up to it, you know, the rest of the staff. Yeah. Are you should interview out. Silva about his controversy. We yeah, we're not going to make that public. So we'll just move on. From I mean, it's not someone from <laughs> racing. I know, but we'll just move on from that one. So um, we don't oh. want people to get litigious. Yeah. By the That's way, we word. should. We have That's somebody a who participated. Word of the day. We have somebody who participated <laughs> in the SK Light race. I did participate. With us. Right, Nicole. And he wasn't involved in the like thirteen car wreck where they needed you know a half hour to clean it up. Yeah. That a spotter Fair could well. have prevented. That hey, was pretty wild. I mean, Phil, Phil says a spotter could have prevented it. Do you agree? He was, you, were fr you were in front of it, though, so I don't know if you He was in it. front of it, yeah. It's kind of hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, I, uh, I watched the replay a couple of times. I think, um, I think one person not being there could have prevented it. <laughs> Who's that? Why don't you say it? She's like, no, I still work at Stafford. I'm not saying it. I think that, uh, I don't know, I feel, I don't know if it could have been avoided. Um, everybody on the outside lane kind of funneled in when it's, it's hard to... It's hard to slow down with those cars. Really? I don't know if, yeah, a little bit. Especially with the lights, you don't run as good brakes. They don't allow like the really nice SK brakes or no. nothing. Oh, okay. So you could put a bigger compound in it. Yeah, probably better <laughs> brakes than we have. I, yeah. I watched the replay. I don't know if it could have been avoided. I feel like it could have maybe, maybe a couple more cars wouldn't have driven into it. But I don't know. It was pretty wild. I went around. It happened in three and four. I was already like around the front stretch, and they're like on the radio. They're like, "All right, we're stopping you off at two. And I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "It's got to be a big one." That must have been one. bad. Like if they're stopping <laughs> us, 
But uh, oh I boy. pulled around, shut the car off, and I'm looking, and I'm, like, counting the cars in there, and I'm like, oh, my God. And Somebody like, blow up going into three? What the frick happened? Yeah, I could see one car, like, on top of another one, and all I could think of was when I blew the motor a couple years ago and Josh Carey used my car as a ramp. And went up over you yeah. and out of the ballpark yeah. almost. <laughs> so, I don't know, that was pretty wild. They never really threw the red, which was surprising. They just left it a long yellow. Curfew skip. What? Curfew skip. Oh. And then I saw the backhoe come out, and I thought, oh, man, we broke the wall again because that's happened a couple of times. Yeah. But thankfully, that uh, that didn't happen. They uh, towed all the cars away, and, yeah, I uh, took <laughs> advantage. I think I restarted on the outside again that time. Yeah. Which, and then they wrecked again. <laughs> they did. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just thought that, that Matthews, he thought he was clear with momentum is what I thought. It, I don't know how it is to see out of those when you're racing. I've driven one in a practice, but I've never raced one, so I know it's completely different when you're in a race condition. So, so I didn't know clear if by, it could have been avoided there. That's just the start of it is what I thought could have been avoided. The rest so, of it, hell no. You're all piling in. Like Chris Matthews clear with contact, you think? That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. I mean, it's hard to see the exact corner of your car when you're going mm -hmm. that speed and you're probably not looking behind you. He kind of he kind of came down earlier in the race. Oh, it happened uh, twice? I think Amanda West was... Five times? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I remember... Yeah, he came down a little bit hard on her, racing hard. He was definitely, you know, not putting her to the, he didn't put her to the infield, but he definitely held her down early. I think this was the same kind He's of case. A crafty veteran. A crafty veteran. Yep. That's, crafty or needs That's your buddy. You went up and Both. talked to him after the race, right? What'd you say to him after the race? Good job. Oh, you did? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, because that wreck, I think there was at least two of the Chapman brood. Like on top of each other, and there was yeah, a they were, they were bunch of other guys. I was actually kind of worried about the one on bottom because he was kind of like right underneath a leaking radiator, yeah. and I'm yeah, like, that's kind of that. iffy. Yeah, those cars, he 69 really West Virginia fast. style. Because <laughs> they were related? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> West, it's West Virginia. Just don't even question West Virginia. These people are fucked up. <laughs> oh, so anyway, um, no plans to race anywhere except for Stafford for next year? Yeah. Or is it kind of just maybe dip your feet in some, something else, like a NHSDRA or whatever? Yeah. I mean, hopefully something comes together with uh, someone else. But for now, probably sticking with what we got. I'd love to move up, but... Um, Nothing fendered, huh? If somebody said, hey, drive my car, and it was a competitive car, I'd probably say, yeah, bet. Mm. This is a family-run team. That's fair. Yeah. Keep it all in the family. Yeah. Third yeah. generation team, you know, we got a good thing going. I'd agree. I mean, it's tough, especially with the way the economy is for us, especially for racers. It's just so tough. It, like back in your dad's day, he could race a modified, probably have really no issue. Now it's like, I don't even want to know what the difference is from then to now. It's probably astronomical. Yeah. So it's so much more difficult. I mean, it's basically just you kind of staying in it right now. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's hard to compare 20 years ago to 10 years ago to now. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely think a lot of different things have changed. But Like you can look at like a feeder division like ours. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, you're buying a race-ready car for five grand. Yeah. Now it's like 12 to 15. Yeah. You know, just for our cars, and it's ridiculous. So I would hate to see what an SK was now, especially with the new design. 
like chassis and shocks and all this other shit that they yep. got going on. It's probably ten times what they used I to mean, be. Tires are two twenty a piece. How about, about spindles? Spindles. Yeah. Ours, ours are up from one ten. They're up to like one forty. I want to say yeah. shocks and spindles, and things that crack and go flying. Yep. Yeah. With the slightest bit of breeze. <laughs> now they have two tethers, so and it's it, okay. And, you know, yeah. it's. Uh, I feel like the good thing with the tough. lights is it uh, it limits how many tires you can buy, which some people don't like. But I feel like it makes the competition. You have to make sure your car is set up right to run on old tires. Like I like to say that the SK lights are one of the easiest cars to drive. Um, you guys would probably hop in an SK light and sell your street stock right away. Oh, I guarantee it. If I had the money, I'd probably be trying it immediately. I mean, it's. I would say they're series. very easy to hey, drive dude. by yourself, but when they when it comes to racing side by side, it's a lot more difficult. So I feel like if you put new tires on, it mitigates some of the problems that come from handling, and it takes them away. So being able to go longer on sets of tires, two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, set, like separates the competition who's good and who's struggling. Yeah, being on that knife edge on old tires side by side all the time, yeah. it's a delicate dance to do, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's hairy to say the least. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I'd love to see you try one of our cars, like a street stock or something. That would be an absolute shit show. Nicole, wouldn't you like to see me drive a streeter? Put me in Travis's car. The name of backup? <laughs> what the hell? He's got a 50 point lead. <laughs> we have car. we have two cars and half of a motor. Oh, <laughs> bring a six oh two and you can probably get in it. All right, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to drive a street stock. Like, just try it out. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah, they're stupid to drive. They're incredibly yeah. stupid. Like, I think you've actually driven his, and you've actually won. Uh, so, <laughs> you were running the marbles. Right. Yeah. I would be really well, curious. At see. least she was sending it. True. Good. I didn't want to spin out because I, I spun out in practice. Yeah. I, I would be really yeah, curious to get his input if he hopped like in the, my car because of the arrow that I have on a 9-inch tire with a 602 compared to no arrow in an SK Lite with a big tire and another in a 602 as well. So what I practiced for, I took five laps in an SK Lite at Thompson, and granted it was five years difference. To me, it feels the same, but someone that runs up front weekly, I would love to get their input on the difference. So Phil runs something like if you ever saw the, what's it called the, uh, something late Wheel model. Sportsman. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's compared it to up here. What is it like the NHSTRA runs something like it? Yeah, it's like, like an outlaw. Limited late yeah. model sportsman. It's like yeah, a limited late model there. sportsman in the NHSTRA. It's got a wedge body. Yep, I saw he, Phil he race a couple that. times down in Florida. Yeah, he says he, he said he hit the wall about every lap. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit the wall every lap. It happens. Um, I fixed that. I figured out how wide they are now. Well, yeah, yeah, now you know how wide they are. <laughs> but those cars have a ton of arrow for being a sportsman-style car. He says mm-hmm. you'd probably love that more. But to me, I'd love to see you get in a sportsman, though. It's, yeah. a, it's a complete difference to an SK Lite. Because an SK Lite's just an oversized go-kart. Right. And I agree. the street stock, you, you're on ice. Yep. And slamming into people as hard as possible <laughs> at every given moment. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... it's just so wild. Like our cars are so stupid, they hit each other down the straightaway, mm-hmm. and we're not even trying to do it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. You should get in one. Go to the World Series. Go see him in Florida. I like. I wish. I've. I wish I could try it. I 
I'm glad that I, I think it's really hard to go from like a sportsman or a street sock to a light because they're just so different. Just the way you drive. I feel like you can pick up bad habits going from one to another. I've heard that even transitioning from uh, sports sportsman street stock to a late model is a difficult thing, especially if you yeah. have an ACT car because. So we're waiting I have, on another I guest. Have a question now. Talking Where are about they? That. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Yeah. I, Cassie's leaving. Oh, shit. Sorry, we're trying to align guests here because we just don't want it to be the Alex Pearl show. Yeah, and I'm not that interesting. I mean, we're trying. <laughs> I think he's interesting. Thank it's you. interesting Thank enough. You. Ahead, I, mean, I, like a, I like a point leader on the show. That's pretty freaking cool. All That's right, we got another SK Light driver coming our way. It's Johnny O'Sullivan. So Pick up a mic. A Alex. How you doing? How are you, sir? The transition to SK lights from a street stock and how you yeah, guys wouldn't like that. Oh, uh, we have the, Phil the, on the line. The feel that about. I would think yeah. an SK light to be fast would be going yeah. in kind of on the right rear almost to get the thing to turn. Is that how those things really should drive? Phil says he drives his car off the right rear. Do you feel that way in an SK light? You got to drive it off the right rear? No. No? I. Uh, Is it more of a neutral thing or you can just plow it in the corner on the right front? <laughs> I mean, I was I'm giving on, them all the options here. I have no I idea. I mean, I was on the right rear Friday night. I don't know about in a street stock, but I feel like the worst thing in a modified is being loose in. Oh, I bet. That's Johnny, pretty bad with everything. Ooh, Johnny, loose we need in. a second opinion with Johnny O'Sullivan. We've been tight in for yeah. weeks Swap now. Cars? We can. Really? That'll okay. be fun. I feel like at Safford, the worst thing is being loose in because you can't run the outside. Um, last week, I was loose in. Then I didn't have any wheel in it, so then I was tight in the center. Then I got too much wheel in it, now I'm loose off. Yeah. Which sucks. But, um. <laughs> Anytime yeah. it doesn't it handle, it doesn't matter what it is, it just sucks. I like a tighter handling car, so I don't think I could. I don't know if I'd be able to drive a street sock off the right rear. Oh, you'd you guys love it. That. You'd oh, love it. You got you to gotta get a motor and go get in Travis's backup car and just go beat fenders and faces in. It's hilarious. They are so See, stupid to drive. It's so much fun. That's the funny thing, Brent, is I never drove my street stock in on the on the right rear. It was always on the right front. Well, you were doing it wrong. Right, got to drive it. In. You got to drive it in neutral. They like neutral. All right, Johnny O'Sullivan's here. We can't we can't like ignore him. He's sitting here with us. <laughs> yeah, yep. So that's uh, so you got a win, nine top fives and twelve top tens as of what is it this weekend or whatever? Yeah, as of this weekend, you're in the points hunt. So why? How many races are left of this year? Like five, four, four five, five, four, something like that. Uh, you got to yeah. feel pretty good about your chances. Keep doing, yeah, it's doing you this know thing. it's been good. You know. We don't uh, get run over again. We might have a chance. You know, oh, you what, never know. Well, what what happened there? Oh, we Shots were running fired. second last night for 10, 12 laps, and then the uh, guy behind us couldn't pass us, so he just went right through us. Okay, is that on on speedpole? Is that going to be on speedpole history? Yes, Maybe. it is. It's uh, clear as day. It's a bright orange car running right through our. Place. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a bit a little bit of payback, but oh. you know what? It's all good. I think <laughs> I watched that, but I forgot because I had to watch all of them at once to prep for the show, and then we didn't end up doing the normal show today. We'll just do it tomorrow. Right. So it's like, oh, that was wasted. So, <laughs> Kind of so, like our car last night. Oh, yeah, geez. Uh, you and Zach Sangermano, I guess. Oh, yeah, he was a little bit rougher. Yeah, yeah he, he went a little he bit. kissed in. the wall hard. Yeah. Felt bad for him. He's a good dude. Nose first? Yeah. Yeah. That looked like it hurt. I don't know if anybody worked with Tommy Fox or any of them guys, but, yeah, I didn't know how bad that looked, but it didn't look yeah. great to me. Uh, I don't think the car is doing too good. Yeah. Is this why you don't run Waterford? 
Mr. Mr. Pearl. <laughs> um, His dad learned those lessons a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like there's other reasons, but yeah, there's other reasons, and well, I'm sure there's other reasons why you don't run on Friday nights, you know. Yeah, so, you exactly. Know, there's, there's there's other reasons, you know. Yeah, Saturday nights are easier for you guys. It probably. is. It's a lot easier. We yeah. got to turn the clock back about ten years, and this oh, is God. pertains to Johnny here. His dad sponsored your car when you were winning a yeah, bunch of races so at Thompson yeah, yep. in 2012. Yeah, that was good. And with that money, we bought a set of scales because we never had scales like in our life. Oh, I had yeah. no idea about this. And, yeah, and, um, well, we had a house fire, and we met your dad through that. Okay. And um, he it cleaned it up. He and his boys cleaned it up Even though it was a bad us. experience, it was a good experience. Yeah. We ended with up Surf with a sponsorship out of it. Good. Yeah, nice. so those guys at SurfPro helped us out. So yeah. those scales, we've had them for, since then. Nice. And awesome. I bought I bought my own, and I had problems where a brand new set of scales didn't read properly. They were a full percent off on left side weight. They were ninety pounds heavy on total weight. Like they're completely off. I grabbed those scales, put them under my car, and I figured out that they were screwed up. So it's thanks to Mister O'Sullivan that we have scales, and that I was able to actually figure out what was wrong with my car. And that oh. you that you yeah. lost you know eight hundred dollars because they're junk. <laughs> yeah, now I gotta call the freaking manufacturer up and send them back. I'm like, you assholes. <laughs> you know? Do you think if you told the tech inspectors that uh, your scales at home said, oh, we were this much? <laughs> the scales they, at home said I was, you, you know, bring 90 pounds track. heavier. And, yeah. You bring them to the track. They're wireless. They're, yeah. you know? you <laughs> they were like wireless. Yeah. yeah. Depends who you are, they might let you go. Yeah. Good. They said, hey, this is bad. Look at it. It's right here. <laughs> I went to the track scales and I tested those against his and they were like dead nuts. I'm yeah. like, Damn it all. <laughs> like you use, your own t- you use your own tape measure or whatever, and it's a quarter of an inch off, you know, because it's made in, you know, Taiwan or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's just yep. cheap, yeah. cheap Time garbage to get the green dollar scales store. Out. Yeah. I know. The I got to get the green scales. scales. I don't have any, but yeah. I'll find some. I live near farms. <laughs> Go in a barn and knock one out. I don't know. So, anyway, Johnny's been running not only Stafford. I mean, not Stafford. He runs Stafford. You run Waterford yeah. and, I believe, Thompson, Thompson in a 15 car, right? Yep. Yeah. That's been good. How is racing at Thompson in SK Light? Does it suck? I like it. Hmm. It's tough, but you know everyone's pretty close, and right. you got to throw it into into the corner and move the guy out of the way to get by him. That kind of sucks, but I it mean, it does. What else are you but gonna do? They all, I mean, they all do it. We all do it to each other. So it's almost like you just kind of know it's coming, yes. and you got to kind of accept it as it's coming. Exactly. Yeah. You guys know the rules ahead of time, so when you can go into the corner like that, everyone knows how the game is played. Exactly. So I can understand that. Yep. It's part of the rules of engagement, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not going to lie. When you won a couple weeks ago, I was yelling as I was like, I was like run them up, run them up, run them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spotter, Spotter walked me through the whole thing. I was just holding the wheel and the pedals. That was that was all. Was him. that the one where you got by on the outside at Waterford or managed to survive on the outside or was that no, somebody that was, else? So that was at Waterford, but at I'm trying Thompson to think of who the hell at I'm Tuesday, of. we were on the inside of Chapman. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. Thompson. All yeah, right. For four laps yeah. side by side. That was interesting. I think I was there. I think I went Tuesday night and I actually did watch for once. Because usually I just go show up and race my car. Yeah. And then I just go home. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> I load my junk up and I go home. I'm like, I got burgers, dogs, and beers with me. I'm going to grill yeah. up in the parking lot. Yep. I'm not doing this. But, um, yeah, so you still race the Legends car at some point, too, yeah, right? Yeah, so we blew the motor earlier this year. We won a race, which was good, and then we blew it up after that. So Ooh. we have a, we're building a new car with a new motor, but there's no rush on that. All right. So you still just, I was thinking, is it just getting track time, seat time? 
just to run as much as possible with all the equipment that you already got? Yeah, it's, I mean, my dad loves the Legends. I mean, mm. they're fun. Um, I mean, we have so much stuff for them, so, I mean, Might as well Waterford's use it. 15 minutes down the road from us, so they're fun. You ever run it anywhere else, like Seekonk, anything yeah, like that? Yeah, we've been to Seekonk, Star, went to New Hampshire, Motor Speedway, um, Bethel. Oh. I think that's it. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, with the, you probably can speak to the INEX sanctioning more than I can because I've never run under them. Do you think it's better for Waterford to have that, or is it just kind of my idea that it would bring more cars for national points and stuff? I think the only thing is national points. That's really it. I mean, so all we, we have to pay 200 bucks to get a license. Oof. Yeah, it's... Wow. Shit, even it's, NASCAR it's, is 100 bucks. It's stupid. Um, and all you get out of it is national points. That's the only thing you get. And you have to have the license to race. It's no different than NASCAR, it's, I guess. Yeah. Except NASCAR is a little cheaper. Yeah. But it's, which it's, is surprising. Yeah. But then, you know, to go to the national events, you got to pay hundreds of dollars on top of that to enter. And Jesus. It's a big money wow. grab for them. Do you run road course stuff at all? I have not, no. Really? Yeah. Oh. I know that, like, Buffington runs the Thompson stuff. He but does, when they yeah. ran it, I don't even know if they if do they that If they came anymore. back to Thompson, we'd probably do something. Because they went, I they, think Thompson, Thompson had them, and then they went to, like, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and then stayed there, and it's like that's, yeah. that's a they haul. have a it's a haul, especially you get you know five minutes of practice, then you race for fifteen minutes and you go home. It's that's a lot. That's sucks. two and a half hours from Eastern Connecticut, yeah, probably just to go up there for twenty minutes of racing and you're home. Yeah, because we went up to the Jesus. Northeast Classic, and they oh. had the Legends cars there running that morning, and then yep. they just rounded up, took that's off. It. I'm like, yeah, man, that sucks. It does. It's a, I mean, like some of the guys like it cause it's clean racing. Your car's always going to come home in one piece, but I can see that it's a big, I don't know. It's not for me. How do they yeah. pay? Like terrible. Really? hundred bucks to win. Hundred, hundred, twenty-five bucks to win a legend race. That's even worse. Than I mean, last dog. year when we won eight races, worse than SK Light. <laughs> three hundred bucks, three twenty-five. It's, it's 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 terrible. I mean, yeah. hey, don't go too And the right far. front counts. Yeah, and how much does the right front still cost the same as an SK, right? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we bent a rim one week. We won, and we were like, okay, well, we can pay for the rim, but that's about it. You know, not the yeah. fuel or the tires <laughs> or anything. It's it's crazy. I feel good with my street stock now. I really do, because I, I can still run all stock stuff, like yeah. spindles and lowers and uppers, and still get 300 bucks to win. Yeah. My tires are only 140 bucks a piece, and I don't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice when we won Thompson this past week. They did 700 bucks to win, 750 or whatever it was. That was nice, because you can cover all your expenses. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. For, an, for an SK Lite, that's pretty decent. That's Come pretty much Stafford every week. That's 750 Really? Yeah. Whew. They don't list it in the purse. It's all in contingencies. Yeah. So you get like 400 bucks in contingencies, which is... Which, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Plus, they got 36 cars for you to wreck with no spotters, Ooh. so... I'm glad I was, I was watching that one, not in that. <laughs> yeah, I was a little nervous about starting 36 cars, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> worked out. That's Johnny, yeah, Johnny, how how do you feel about having a spotter in your car? I love it. Yeah, I I, I love it. Could you, I mean, could you even imagine like going to Stafford and running? I can't like street so style with mirrors. So I've had uh, spotter issues before at Waterford, <laughs> like where the spotter cuts out for a couple laps or whatever, and it's it's okay when you're clear and you know you can see them, but like with restarts and everything, everything else, it's so hard to see out that right side. I and just, how do you, and can you listen by sound or whatever, see how far they can be up alongside you? I've never really paid attention yeah. to that. In the Legend car, you can, but the SK lights, it's it's hard. Yeah, it just, it there's just no seems motor hard. there. It's, it's not like it's loud. Yeah. It's, and there's the greenhouse that kind of 
bogs everything up. I guess maybe you can at Stafford. It's hard to right rear. Clear your right rear. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. now I can see. Yeah, yeah now I can't see. Yeah, yeah. You know, he can, but at Stafford, but I don't know if it's Well, Alex is different. psychic, so he can figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Like, the rest yeah. of us, we can't. I don't know, like, the acoustics of Stafford with the wall. <laughs> I don't know if that uh, helps, like, the sound echo off the wall. I don't know. That's what I mean. I, I, unless you're in an open cockpit like a like a sprint car or, or a super modified right. or something, I could see that. But yeah, plus you can look road. around. Especially I mean. if you know you, you you know not only does it help with the guy behind you, but your spotter can help look you know a couple cars up, tell you what they're doing if they're gaining on you or you know wherever. You know, yeah. it, I think it's a huge help to have a good spotter, not just someone telling you if you're clear or not, but someone who can tell you everything that's going on around you. Yeah, give you a different updates. Like this exactly. guy's running this lane. Maybe try that lane. Yep. Maybe they're gaining on you here. Yep, that that helps. But like, people tend to think that spotters will just drive the race for you, and it's like, well, they can give you info, but the driver has to put that have to, to the steering to wheel. Exactly. I mean, that's why a lot of people are like, oh, we're gonna take away spotters and see what happens because you guys wreck too much. It's like they wreck too much because they're stupid. It's exactly. not because of the spotter. I see racetracks yeah. taking spotters away because of that. And it's like, I think. No, Pile up review at Stafford this week. I don't think spotters would have helped that. Really? I think that was, I, I don't know, yeah. especially with all the guys piling in. They had nowhere to go, you know? I, I agree with that. I know, like, some tracks up north, they took out their mirrors. Like, they don't allow mirrors in their cars. Like, Star does that. Yeah, yeah which yeah. Really? is like that for a while. I, don't I can know see no spotters, are. but I feel like you need to have mirrors. What if you lose a radio? And you're screwed. Then you shit out you know? of luck. <laughs> then you're really screwed. Yeah, exactly. You're like Helen Keller. No yeah. mirrors, no <laughs> hope there's not a guy here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Please yeah. hope. Yeah. Hope there's nobody here. Please. Um, I mean, if there, if you had a choice to move up or move anywhere you want or drive a race car, whatever you can do, what would you run? I would just keep moving up the modifieds. I love them. They're so much fun. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. Yeah, Once you get in I mean, one, you don't want to get out of one. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. Like, So I feel like they're a lot easier than the Legend car to drive. Um, but they're harder to race because everyone's so tight. Everyone's so close. And any night, you'll have eight cars that are within a tenth of each other. And you got to go out there and race them. And it's it's tough. It's mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it would be fun. We did one SK race this year. Um, and that was okay. But I feel like, you know, I, if we moved up, I feel like, Keeping in the modified ranks would be cool. Yeah. Even he said, if I got into a modified, I wouldn't want to get out of one because yeah. I could. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I haven't gotten one because then I'd probably be <laughs> bankrupt by now. My exactly. wife would have left me. Yeah. So <laughs> I've also heard that, like, the Legends cars um, are a good building block for running modifieds. I know a lot of people have had success coming through the Legends cars and stepping into a modified and having early success. They're probably really good in any kind of car you want to get into because of how short the wheelbase is, the power to weight ratio, the level of grip in the yeah. tires, how twitchy they yeah. are, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I bet you it's it would workout, translate. For sure. No power steering, no anything. It's there's You're always on the right rear on that thing. Always. Do you find any different... I know they changed the tires in them a couple of years ago. They went yep. from the Federals or whatever they were to the Hoosiers. Yeah. I'm but not now a, we can't get them. <laughs> I'm not a Hoosier fan at all. Yeah. Was there any real difference in that, or was it just kind of... I don't think so. You had definitely had to change the setup, uh, for sure. But it was... Um, the Federals, there was never an issue getting them. Obviously, that was before COVID and everything, but now... They I also mean, lasted longer, didn't they? Oh, yeah. More of a, a street lot. tire yeah. type of thing? So last year, we had 30 races on our tires because you couldn't buy them. Mm. And then this year, they only gave us two tires. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. It's... Yeah. I don't understand. I mean... 
It sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's either. another reason why I'm not in any rush to get it back on the track yeah. is because we don't have any tires. Yeah, makes for a busy race car driver. That exactly. Tires. Yeah, he's a busy man. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I'm just glad we run a street stock with a hard tire well, that I, can't I can fit in one. So I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, that fat ass is just pour out the windows. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, glad the doors open. Yeah, get out of here. The doors open. Shit. The yeah. doors open backwards, but at least they open. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't want to be in that thing. No, no. but um. Do you have any desire to go, like, maybe tour type anything, like, in I mean, the near future, or is that just kind maybe of... Maybe if the opportunity presents itself. I mean, I'm not looking to go anywhere. Like, I'm 26. I mean, I'm not, you know, looking to go anywhere or doing this for fun. Yeah. My main focus is running the business, growing that, and then doing this as fun on the side. It's probably a good angle to take, because trying to get to the upper echelons of racing costs you more, almost, it's like... It's like getting a college degree. It costs you as much as you make. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be great to do tour stuff and, like, with Stafford's doing the open tour stuff, you know, once a month or whatever. I feel like that would be cool, you know, one day. But right now we're having fun with what we're doing, and it's just a whole other ball game once you go to that. Wait, you're 26? Yeah. Dude, you're old. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm saying I'm not going anywhere. Don't like, look I'm it. doing this don't, for fun. Don't look this way. And I didn't do go-karts, bandos, or nothing. <laughs> I just hopped into a legend when I was 16, and Jeez. now we're here. I mean, even I had a very minute amount of go-karting experience, but it was like backyard go-karts with a track we made ourselves with carts yeah. that were way too powerful <laughs> and dangerous to be racing against each other, but we did it anyway. Yeah. Like one of three people that ever flip <laughs> one onto myself. <laughs> But, um, Sounds like fun. Oh, it was great. We used to go both directions, so it would be good for road course racing. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, if you ever try the road course at Thompson, it's a, it's, it's hilariously fast. If you go down that front straightaway, yeah. hilariously fast. I wish, Jesse, I wish you got the chance to do that because I actually filled in for him yep. when we ran a race uh, yeah. 2015, I want to say. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I was had the car already, but I had to go to the hospital. But, yeah. No. You never got to run on the road course up there. No, either, I never right? got to run on the road Because we were talking about the, the legends running up there on the road, road course. course racing. I feel like that would fit my driving style. It is hilarious. We took street stocks up to Thompson, and we ran them on the road course. Oh, shit. And I think we only ever did it yeah. once. They did it. I think they did it twice, yeah. two different times. It was real but cool. You just had to put an extra, extra uh, quarter oil in the oil tank. Yeah, so you, you don't, know, just uh, so you don't blow the engine yeah, up. Yeah, you you you're going both directions. you got to yeah. change the carburetor and stuff a little bit, but... We were doing... That would have been a blast. Yeah, we didn't bother changing the pan. Oh. We just threw another pan. Driving, oh, well. <laughs> driving a street stock at 143 miles an hour down the front stretch is hilarious. That's crazy. <laughs> because we had, like, we didn't have disc brakes on our car, so I'm looking at the boards coming up, and I'm like, I wish I had a lighter, smaller car to be able to just pile this thing in, but I have stock discs out of a, what, Impala... Monte Carlo. You said break like at the six. Camaro. Break it at the said six. break at the six. No, you're making no, it to the six. You're not you break at the tree before the there's six. There's a tree. <laughs> there's, there's the ticket booth. Then yeah. there's a tree, and then there's the six board. I was breaking at the ticket booth. Yep. And we were carrying all the way up the hill, and I'd still lock up coming in. Wow. Yeah, we were destroying That's brakes. Crazy. And I destroyed a rear end and a transmission while in the top five. <laughs> yes. And I I think I broke with two to go. He couldn't hold on for two more laps. I'm like, son of a bitch, I had a good finish going here. That's <laughs> awesome. I don't That's remember. cool. If, I really wish they'd bring the, the Legends cars back to the road course because it's hilarious. Yeah. 
It's hilarious. You drive around the pits at Thompson, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a road course, but you're going the wrong way around the mountain. Right. And you go out on the track that way. But imagine the backstretch wall is not there, and you're piling off the backstretch full throttle, diving off over a hill into a big left-hander downhill, and then you have to sweep back to the right around the mountain. It's wild. That's awesome. So many guys, like, spin out and wreck coming up over that thing. And hit. If you're on a motorcycle, you got to be really careful. Yeah, so. those guys have some big nuts that do that. And what's funny is you come around the mountain, yeah. you know you go up the hill to go around the mountain, and you reach the top, and then you got hooked left around the mountain to go around the pits. That's the last corner on the, go- on the uh, road course. So you're carrying a bunch of speed around the mountain, and if you're in the throttle coming out of that corner because you got a big, long straightaway you got to make up for, and it's a long, sweeping right-hander, you come over that hill, you actually can leave the ground. Wow. Yeah, like I had to lift in the street stock going over that hill because if you lose a lot of the, uh, like, gravity and it gets sideways, you can see the skid marks. If you go back up there, you'll watch skid marks at the bottom of the hill because people yep. just lose it, pile straight in. Wow. It's wild to race That's there. That's crazy. I bet in a, in a Legends car it wouldn't be so yeah. so much. No, that would be fun if they ever brought that back. Yeah, I don't know why they ever got rid of them, but then again, I think Thompson doesn't really want to deal with yeah. INX or Any having that crap. Yeah, it's yeah. like we got our own club stuff going on. Yeah. We're making money. We don't need to do with this, so whatever. Right. But anyway. Schedule for the rest of the season, just sticking with it. Thompson, yeah, looking Waterford. like at this point it's just going to be the last two races at Thompson and however many Waterford has left. You should right. go to Stafford. Yeah. Invitational, yeah. <laughs> Is there an invitational at the end of the year? Or? Yeah, it's open to people that haven't won a race at Stafford this year, so unfortunately I'm not invited. Um, the, the best of the rest race? If you want to call it that. I got invited to one of those or, once, and I was just like yeah. so sad. The best of the rest <laughs> or Outsiders. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, outsiders. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take the outsider on that, not best of the rest. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're going to do that because you I won haven't race. been there. <laughs> That's it. That's fair. Yeah, I've never even seen that track in a race car. Really? Yeah, really? it's a lot oh, of fun. Never raced there. It's a neat place. Like you think it's got no banking until you sail it off in the corner. It's like actually there is a little bit. It's like Waterford in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. actually got a little bit. Not yeah. as much as Waterford, I don't yeah. think, but you can. It's wild. I raced my straight stock there in 2020, and I was shocked by how little grip the place actually has. Like, if you get a little bit sideways, Thompson, Waterford, you're saving it. Stafford, you're not saving it. Just let it it go. Yeah, it's just gone already. That's why you see so many people spin out on their own. Wow. They just, you get a little bit up out, and you're done. And that's it. Yeah. Like, I got poked sideways coming out of two once, and I said, I got this. Then I was in the infield. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Scott Tapley you don't screaming have the on the radio. To hold you. To, yeah, exactly. No banking to hold. But um, Scott Tapley's yelling on the radio to throw it out because my driver's side was to everybody. As I'm flooring it, driving across traffic, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Spun sideways. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely cool to just, especially going into turn three with the lights, uh, you can drive it in past the pit gate going into three. Do you, is- do you even breathe on the brake or do you just lift? Uh, I use a little brake. Just when I'm in traffic, it? I use a ton of brake. All right. But usually just use the brake to set the nose in the car. Yeah. Three is where everyone runs in the dirt, tries yeah. to pass everybody on the inside. Yeah. It's called bottom. Yeah, shot. right. <laughs> bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Catfishing. Yeah. yeah. Catfishing. Yeah. If you're not on that apron, somebody else is. Exactly. Yep. We got to find our next guest here because Sid. Uh, Hell yeah. Nick Anglace is really good at doing that nice. into three. Is he? I never knew. Uh, <laughs> I bet I'll get second again. I'm yeah. good at getting second. Yeah. 
I know you got to go probably throw bags pretty Yeah, quick, I got to so go do that. We got to find our next guest, and I don't even know where the hell he is. Well, we got Tommy there, and we got... Well, I was looking for Ern. Ernie so. is probably still throwing bags. Uh, so I think we're no, going to... he's over there. I think we're going to take a quick break, hit the bathroom, come back, and finish out the rest awesome. of this episode. Thanks for having me. Thanks, right. Thanks for coming Johnny. on, Johnny. Yep, good luck to you. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate this thing up so we can get out of here and get some dinner. All right. Uh, here is... Uh, we are recording now. All right. We are back from our break. We got legendary street stock competitor and late model competitor at some point in his career. Ernie LaRose is with us. Holy crap. Uh, welcome. Well, I know this is, the, me, guys. this is the live special episode, but this he's is the whole been, point. So. He's been telling us Travis Hydar's uh, speed secrets all evening long and just, you know, just won't stop. I yeah, mean, just, just every so single thing. Much. I've been writing so many notes, my battery died on my phone. That's Absolutely it. untrue. No. 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 <laughs> Completely I have, untrue. I have faith that you guys can keep it to yourself. But um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, thanks. Glad to be th- here. Thanks to board. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, we've been meaning to have you on for freaking forever, but we've never had the chance yeah, to. I appreciate it. I'm pretty sure I've listened to every episode. One of the few. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> we do apologize. In advance. Nope. Uh, so, actually, our kind of racing relationship goes back a long time long way because jesse started in 99 but he was at waterford i don't think you were racing there at the time he um, graduated to thompson he graduated to thompson by that yep. point running family car i think so um we came to thompson in 02 i want to say with a brand new car yeah and um that's pretty much yeah a rookie at thompson 2002 so we had like no clue what we <laughs> Still, well, we did. We, like, we, well, I mean, we had a little bit of an idea, but was we it were, bad? Yeah, we won a race, but we had no motor. Yep. You know? No, I remember that race. Your first, your first My race first. at Thompson. I remember that uh, pretty clearly. I, um, I was actually, I was racing Mike Cavanaugh. I was a distant third. Yeah, and um, and we were stoked to be third. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, you guys were definitely running good. We were, we were taking notice of you guys, and then we had, we had a radiator problem that night. And we were overheating and. I got up to Kavanaugh on that last lap, and um, me and Mike always got along really well, so I was trying to give him as much room as I could, but he kept chopping me and chopping me, and I got into him, and him and I ended up going around. And um, Yeah, I saw it. It was uh, when he was, he was trying to defend, you know, I'm going to be fair because I like Mike, too. Mike yeah. was an awesome guy. He was great, fun. He was a great guy. It was a lot of fun. Anyway. Yeah. He'd, he'd, uh, yeah, he held that position down really good, and then I saw a wheel hop coming on. Yeah. I'm like, uh-oh, yeah, he had to get out of it. This is going to be bad. Yeah. And I actually, I, I lost sleep for weeks after because I just kept thinking to myself, if I would have just downshifted, I just, I got by him. We, you know, we, we kind of both spun, but I didn't spin out. He spun out. I got to the infield and I was still going straight. So I just like planted it through the headlights, you know, and I was just like, I was like, oh, I should probably downshift. I should probably downshift. And I didn't. And then Jesse went by me and I was like, oh. <laughs> and so by the time I realized I should have downshifted, Jesse was long gone. I think I still finished second. I think yeah. you did too. Yeah, and, uh, but you were you certain. were long gone. Well, I, mean, I know how little motor I had. I was like, oh my god, he didn't spin out. I'm dead. Yeah. He's, He's gonna, gonna come run me get back me. Down. He's, He's coming get back me. for me. By the time I, halfway down the back stretch, I realized I, I should have like, downshifted. Oh like when it first happened, and I didn't do it. I still finished second. So then we were pulling <laughs> off the track. And Kavanaugh, like, was ramming me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, he like, was pissed. Oh, yeah, he was pissed. And I was like, I tried to explain to him afterwards, but he wasn't hearing it. You know. It's tough. Yeah. It, it's tough. I mean, he was, I, and I even told him, I'm like, listen, you got the white flag as the leader. You're going to do whatever you can do. But also, at the same time, I was, as bad as I was, I was still a lot faster than him. So I really, you know, I think, wanted uh, to get by him. And I just, 
I got into him. I started wheel hopping. I was actually, like, he never understood, even to this day, I'm sure if I talked to him, he wouldn't understand. You probably know it better because you were in third and you saw. I was trying everything I could not to run over him, and I right. got wheel hops so bad trying to drive to the bottom. Yeah. And that's how I got into him. And Been there. Taking him, you know, There's nothing worse than wheel together. hop on entry at Thompson. Yeah, that's no, right. there really is nothing worse than wheel hop, yeah. especially at Thompson. Going into the turn. Yeah, because I was talking, we were talking earlier about when Jesse drove the 25 car, and I did the exact same thing to Ryan going into turn one, trying not to stay, trying not to hit him, trying to play nice, and I focused too much on not hitting the guy to just, if I just ran my line, I wouldn't have wheel hopped and ran into him and moved him up the racetrack on accident, which yeah. it was on accident. Yeah. I wasn't just blocking for Jesse to win, you know? <laughs> that was, yeah. that season, though, where you had back then was probably, like, one of the greatest street stock seasons of all time. Yeah. Uh, that that paint scheme is what's on Travis Heidar's car. Yeah. You know, can you tell us a little bit about that season? Just how yeah. come we beat her so bad? I you mean, know, you guys could have you could have made it at least look like a race some of the time. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, I had, I had actually, I, I thought I was done racing after ninety, in ninety seven with my own car. I had sold everything. I th- sold everything to Art Hall, great guy, God rest. And um, I was done racing. And then you know, over the years, a couple times, I had guys call me to drive. So I had driving, and I actually, I drove for Jerry Cadair, great guy, and I. I had run up front driving for him, and then Ignored I had <laughs> drove for the Bantas, and we did, we did really well, and we won races, and yep. and um, so yeah, at the end of one, I, ha- I didn't drive it. I was helping Bill McNeil in 2000, and I'm sorry. Um, we did really well. Phil, so Phil apologized. Phil, yeah, Phil, yeah. Bill McNeil, Bill McNeil sighting, you know. So yeah. anyway, so I was helping Bill McNeil, and... Um, at the end of 2001, he had won a bunch of races, and for some reason, he wasn't going to drive in the World Series. And he called me, and he was like, hey, he's like, my car's sitting there. If you want to take it, take it. I was like, oh, okay. I hadn't driven anything in a while. And um, so I took his car out for the World Series. We started, me and Ed Puglio started, I don't even know. They started so many cars. But we, what was that, the we, 2001? 2001. So we started 55 cars. Yeah. So we started yeah, literally. Jesse, Jesse was like 28 or yeah. something. <laughs> Me and Ed Puglio started like 36th and 38th. Yeah. And we drove up to the lead. We're like, we were battling for the lead. Yeah. So Jesse and Diego Monahan were like third and fourth. I think. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up taking each other fifth, out yeah. for the lead. And, you know, of course, you know, we got in each other's face after the race and whatever, you know, you know how that is, street stock racing. So, was, yeah. So over that winter, everybody was like, man, we should go back racing. Like, how did we not be racing for all these years and then we come out and we run that good yeah so we put that whole o2 to deal together and we came out and we won the icebreaker um racing racing moose which i kind of i wrote into the show and kind of told you guys how that all went it was kind of you know <laughs> it was me and moose being rough like we can do you know so so we but the, you know the year just went like the car was so good our setup worked amazing and we ended up winning nine races and we won the championship we had the championship locked up with like two races to go yeah so and then but that was the only year we raced we sold that car we sold the car to glenn boss um yeah he had that thing forever yeah he he went he went yeah he went on to win like five races in the championship we sold the motor to charlie banta and and um Sean won like eight races with the motor. Yeah. So between the motor and the car, they won a bunch of races the following year. Yeah. And um, I didn't race again for a while. Um, 
I drove on and off for a few teams here and there. And um, then it was like 2015. I came back in a late model driving for Earl Starks. And then I got my own car, which was Bruce Thomas's old car. And, um, you know, we did pretty good. We ran Thompson, Star, Waterford. And, um, you know, we did, we did relatively well. And then we pretty much sold everything. And then I started helping these guys out. These, I think in my old age, what I found out is that my niche is helping these young kids. And that's what happened with Travis Hydar. I kind of started helping with Travis Hydar. He called me. I want to say it was like 2019, maybe. Mm. He called me a couple weeks before the season, and he was like, hey. Because what happened was Nicole drove his car in the ladies' race. Mm -hmm. And when I, I went to help him set the car up, I just wanted to see Nicole. And I said to him, I said, hey, listen, can you do me a favor? Like, I don't know what you run in the left front, but can you just, like, take five pounds out of the left front? Like, I don't want her to spin out, you know, so do that. Take five pounds out of the left front, take a pounds out of the right rear, just let her go out there. Yeah, tighten the thing up big. Tighten the thing up a little bit, you yeah. know what I mean? So, I guess after I left, Travis said to Nicole, like, hey, why does your dad know to take air pressure out of the left front to tighten the car up? Like, do you know the last name, pal? Right, so, she's, so she told me, she's like, oh, my dad, you know, my dad knows his way around a street stock pretty decent, you know? So she, she filled them all in and told him that I had won a championship and you know, at Thompson in the street stock. So he called me the next year, but it was only like a couple weeks before the, before the spring sizzler. And, um, he's like, Hey, he's like, you think you can give us a hand? You know, we're, I think, you know, we're about as good as we can be. And I was like, sure. You know, they were really, really good to Nicole and they're awesome people. Just great, great people. So we showed up at the practice. We kind of helped them out. And then we literally put, it's funny that they have the throwback to our car because that is the setup. I mean, four springs, four shocks, <laughs> sway bar, every single thing that we ran. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple things like we can't run, we can't run in the Stafford Streeters, the spindles and stuff that we ran in 02 at Thompson. But other than that, literally every single thing is the same as it was back then. Yeah. So that's how we wound up with those guys, and that's where we are today. So. I remember and that Thompson setup works good at Stafford too. It, yeah, you know, it, surprisingly, it it's funny because we oh, ran that cool. same thing. At, we ran that same thing at Waterford when we went to Seekonk. We helped out Ryan Flood, and yeah. we took him from a tenth place car to winning races and battling for the championship. That is legitimately the exact setup. Same that's, front springs, same everything. It works. Mm. It seems to work everywhere. Waterford. Sometimes a good car can run at all three tracks like that and, and, and not even have to change that much. Yeah. I find it weird that that happens, don't you? It yeah. is really yep. strange. It really is. That's how we do the sportsman cars. It's the same setup at all the tracks except New Smyrna. You run right. the same thing in New at Okay. Yeah. Same thing at 417, Auburndale, Citrus, Bronson, all of those tracks. Same exact setup. All you do is change a gear. Yeah. Phil says likely the same thing down south. You just change gears and half that. Yeah. You know, even in a sportsman car, that, that weird looking wedge, wedge body thing. Yeah. It's the Batmobile. <laughs> the Batmobile thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you like driving more? ACT car at all or just street stocks? You know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, and I was kind of talking to these some of these guys, like there's some really good mini stock drivers here at the party today, and like Tommy Silva and Kenny Cassidy. Yeah, tons and of wins. Yeah, a lot of wins between all those guys. And some of the problem with driving an act car for me is coming from street stocks. If you look at some of the 
best act guys, especially at Waterford, like Timmy Jordan, Bruce Thomas, Ray, right Ray, now, Ray. You know what I mean? Those guys are so good because they Bruce. come from, yeah, yeah, they come from those mini stocks, mm. and it's just a different kind of car. My problem with an act car is, I mean, we were fast all the time, and we were always battling for wins. But the problem is, as soon as I'm racing with somebody, I'm putting my foot through the headlight. You know, these yeah. guys don't do that, and that's why they're better. You know what I mean? And Bruce would tell me all the time, like, "Listen, you gotta, you can't go in that deep. You gotta really let off." You know what I mean? And yeah. and I could do it, and I could run fast laps, and I could run up front. But the second I was really like battling with somebody, forget about it. I'm yeah. driving it in deep, right to the center. You know what I mean? And this, so that's why I think, yeah. so, you know, so. You know, yeah, I, I think I could, I could probably, even at my age, drive a street stock if I had to. But an act car, I really need to have that mentality, which I just don't have. Because as soon as I get in trouble, I'm just <laughs> driving it too hard. It's that kind of patience. It, right. When he moves down here, we're getting him in a sportsman. We're getting you in a sportsman in Florida. He's getting you yeah, in one. Perfect. I mean, Larry Barnett still drives. I mean, yeah. what's your excuse? So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because I... I kind of bust on, on Larry once in a while, and I'm like, I'm like man, because he's, he's even older than me, and I'm like, man, he's still getting it done, you know? And I, I saw Glenn Boss the other night, and I mean, he was, I talked to him at Stafford. He was still racing at Waterford and running up front. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even like last year or the year before, he was still finishing on the podium, so yeah. I know these guys can do it. Charlie Bailey still races. And yeah, he came back. He's still, yeah, he <laughs> still runs up front, you know? So I'm sure, you know, if I had to, I would. But, but like I say, in my old age, I think, my niche is kind of helping these younger guys out. Yeah, it's a different way to have fun at the races. Right, yeah. Exactly. So you've so you transitioned, yep. you know, to. And how is it helping Obi- people instead of driving? Do you miss it? I mean, you must still. Travis at least a is little Obi- bit. One. Or is it like, <laughs> I won a bunch, I don't care about it. You, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? It's I mean, fine. I don't feel like I have anything to prove to anybody. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've no. won. I've won. I never won a championship of water. I love Waterford, so I would love to win a championship there. But I mean, I've finished third in points, and I've won. I've won a bunch of the big races. I've won the opener. I've won the closer. I've won, you know. So, and I've won a championship at Thompson. So I don't feel like I have to prove anything no. to anybody. Yeah. And so, and when I'm helping somebody like Travis, he really listens to me. And like Dave Irish is was always my crew chief and he's there with me mm-hmm. and we're such on the same page and we just he re, you know travis really listens to what we say and they do everything we tell them to do and i and i really you know will talk to him before the feature and then he goes out there and does what we say and we really see that we're making improvements on his driving and stuff like that yeah. so so it is really satisfying and as long as we can do that you know uh, that that's probably good enough for me at this point yeah and it's a, it's got to be a little bit rewarding knowing that you can make a difference where somebody you tell somebody what you think to do and they actually listen to you and it actually makes some kind of improvement or they, you know, that they're actually trying to learn and that they actually appreciate your input enough to put it to practical use on the racetrack. So it's got to be pretty rewarding for that as well. That, yeah. The worst thing is like trying to give somebody advice that you, you don't want to see, like you, you, when you see a guy that you, you don't want him to get run over, you try to give him advice and stuff and they just don't listen to you. Or right. Do anything. Exactly. So you know, that, that's a hundred percent. I mean, I've had guys call me and be like, Hey, you know, I'm spinning out all the time. What, what can I do? I'm like, well, what are you running for crossweight? Oh, 47%. Oh, well, there you go. 47. Uh, put, I didn't run that. 53 in. Oh yeah. No, I've done that before. It doesn't work for me. What else? I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I can't help you. All right. <laughs> so when you come into my shop, to- <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? If you got 47%, go to Australia and run, run backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Run the other way. You'll be fine. Yeah. So well, every time some of those guys, you think like, 
you know, you think, you think you got like, oh, yeah, I got it. This is what you need to do. And then they don't listen to you. So that's why I said, like, it, it, it works out really good helping somebody that doesn't know. And they say, listen, I don't know. Tell me. And then they just listen to what you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some guys just know too much to help them. And it's true <laughs> because my stuff is really unconventional. Mm. That's, what, that's why I actually, I really wanted to work with Bruce Thomas when I went late model because anybody can call distance or Port City, or whatever, and get the same exact setup that you can buy from those guys. But I was looking for somebody who's like me. You know what I mean? He's the guy's an unconventional thinker. Bruce and that's is why he's Bruce really is smart. Super smart. Yeah, super but he's smart. not doing anything that anybody else is doing. Right. So that's why I really went, and because I've always he did the work, way. and you guys right. did the work, and you guys exactly. figured it out yourselves. Yeah. You know? Did you so see? Uh, did you see Glenn's run last night in the late model? Yeah, I saw that he finished second. I didn't see the run. He started. He started like near the yeah. back, and he was second running. Yeah. Running the only car that could run was Ray Christian last night. Right, exactly. I mean, those guys are you know, yeah. those guys are super smart. Glenn's another guy. He always helped me out a lot. Yeah, you know, when I was running the late model. So, yeah, Glenn Junior. I should say. Yeah, Glenn but yeah, he was there as well. And yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, if you had the choice, if you had it, you have raced at Stafford, haven't you? Did you or did I've you not? never? Nope. The closest I've ever run to Stafford was when Nicole won the ladies race. I drove the car from Victory Lane. Around the, I took the long way around just so I could say that I drove on the track. Yeah. But, you know, I drove backwards three quarters of the way around the track. That's the closest I've ever come to the track. <laughs> yep. Just ran there when they were Once. testing the limited late model division. They brought the Thompson Street stocks up, and then we ran that special race. I think Larry was there, and Boss, and a bunch of other guys went, but I don't think Sundin went or any of those guys. But Jesse and I had very different experiences at Stafford. So. <laughs> Stafford's my favorite track yeah, I did in well. the Northeast yeah. that I've raced at. It's Phil's favorite. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a good time at Stafford. I would love to go back. Um, I think my best finish there was, what, fourth? I think I finished the fourth fall, fall You did final finish or... fourth because I, would, I was apologizing to you guys while you were sitting yeah, outside I was sitting of Tech. tech waiting so, to I, go I, in. so I knew you were, fourth, you were in the fourth spot in Tech. So I, yeah. knew, I knew that you guys were out there when I was going over there to apologize to you. So. Yeah, we were talking earlier yeah. about me running there, and Travis kind of can openered me in turn three. And yeah. I was like, that wasn't very nice. So yeah. I. Drove him into the grass until Scott Tapley yelled at me, and then I let him go. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if Travis forgot I I what I did to him the first time I raced the 57 Phil's, car there. Phil's asking if Travis remembers what he did to him the first time when he raced there. And what, what year was it? 2017. The Why don't I just give him my headphones? Hang on. Let me give him my headphones. Here, you just listen All to right, him. You can listen. There you go. All right, Phil, you got me? Yeah, so so in 2017, I, I drove uh, for Mike Barr on that 57 Dare stock pile of crap. And uh, Travis was in front of Vince Gamacorda, and, and Vince cut my nose off, and I had it with him. And I sent him into the into the corner so deep it took out Travis. That yeah, that was before me. So, but yeah, I, Travis still doesn't talk to me because of that. Uh. I think. <laughs> I think I think Travis is okay because like even that whole night like with Brent, I was like, yeah, Bill's kind of a friend, you know. He's just because you were <laughs> well, I took like that whole night. I don't even remember Phil, but I think like you were watching it on TV, so you were probably commenting before any of us even got off the track <laughs> because I know Phil was worked up, and I just said, yeah, Phil's cool. Just tell him that we talked to Brent. I I think you pretty much wanted to know that we were. Clearing it up with Brent, which we did. So, yeah, that, I remember. I remember that incident, and I was just like, "What the heck happened there?" Yeah, 
So yeah, he just well, what happened was, like going into that, we were we were third in points, and we were we were the, you know we were among the fastest cars, but like Chris Meyer, who I'm a fan of, and Frank, who I'm also a fan of, those guys were. You know, they were racing hard against each other. And whenever Travis, it seemed like whenever Travis was in the mix, which he was a lot, they were kind of using him up and spitting him out. So I just said to him. Yeah, like, he didn't get a lot of respect right. at that point. So I told him, I'm like, listen, here's the deal. I'm like, you need to, you, need, you know, you need to set your mark and enforce it. Like, we, we can't be having this shit anymore. So he did, but unfortunately he did it to Brent for some reason. <laughs> I never touched him either. Yeah, like it was, it was Brent, uh, and I was like, ah, oh, that's not what I meant, but I mean, that's kind of what I mean, but not what I mean, and then... Well, at least you know I'm not going to wreck him. Right, and so. then, well, the one good thing was, we, you know, and I kind of, like, I, I knew that Brent wasn't going to be that mad, because at least Travis drove away. There's nothing worse than somebody running you like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, then, I'm like at least I can't catch him. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because if, if I caught him, I'd just poke him back. Right. I mean, it's like, so, whatever. I was like, well, but, you know, there was, a, there was still a few laps to go, and Travis drove away pretty good from him. So I was like, well, at least Brent's going to – Brent might not be too mad because at least Travis drove away. There's nothing worse than somebody gets into you like that, and then they stall out in front of you and drag you both back. And so he did drive away. So I was, I was the first guy over there, and, of course, you know – Jesse just shook my hand and he didn't really care. And then Brent was, I think Brent was happy that I was there to just say, hey, sorry, man. And then I filled him in later. And well, I mean, he, he, as soon as Ernie walks over, I'm like, it's his car. I'm not going to be that pissed. Right. I'm not in the point or nothing, and I don't care. So, so. it's street stock racing. Tra- it happens. Travis has very much become one of my favorite to watch there. And, and truth be told, like, I felt so bad when I took him out when I, because I, I intended on wrecking Gabacorda. I was so pissed <laughs> off that he put me in the wall two laps in a row. I was just done. And and when I took out Travis, I was so upset at the time. And, and Tapley didn't even put me to the rear, which shocked the hell out of me because that was blatant. Uh, but Grandpa I, Travis was always so much fun to race with those few races I got to run with him that year. Yeah, he's, he's come a long way. I mean, we he really does listen. We, you know, we go over his drive, and we told him this year, like, like, let's get blow racing. We'll watch all the races. We'll discuss it before we go. There's always something you can learn, no matter how good you're doing. And one of the things that I, I thought was really cool, they did the, um, the street stock year in review to this point. Um, Bonza did it. It, it was yeah. really good. But they called Travis the veteran of the division going into this year. The kid's 18 years old. So I was like, yeah, perfect. They're calling you the veteran. God, is he that I young? Jesus, yeah, Grandpa. He's about 18. Yeah. Yeah. He's just wow. Turned, he might have turned 19 at this point, but he's he's no way more than 19. So yeah. It's like, yeah. And I'm not going to – and I'm pushing 40. I'm not going to fight a kid. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's still quite aggressive, contact, but he's street stock aggressive, and it's usable yeah. aggression. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, that's what I love about how he drives is he doesn't just drive in there and drive through you. He'll poke you and let you know you're there. And if you don't give him the lane, if he's clearly faster, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there and just nudge you up the track enough to get the lane. That's street stock racing, especially at Stafford. Yep. Sometimes yep. you got to give a little bit of a bump to get somebody. But that, that craft is lost on a lot of people these days in that class. So I appreciate that kind of racing because yeah. that's I grew up watching the, the street stocks at Thompson and Larry Barnett and Ernie and Sundin and all that stuff. Scott's and the master of what just touching you enough to yep. get underneath <laughs> you. Just got to break enough. that momentum. <laughs> trying, to keep, trying to teach these guys there's just that one spot where you can break their momentum enough where they need to get back to the gas and you just make and sure they can't get back to the gas Scott's, in that little spot. He's also, yeah. Scott's vindictive, just enough <laughs> to mess up your race but not wreck you or spin you out. Because yep. 
you make a little contact yep. with him that he doesn't like, he'll he'll let you know about it, but he's not going to be an idiot about it. Because I, I crossed him up coming to the line or coming on the white flag last year, I think. And uh, we were racing for second because I don't know who it was. It was gone. And I got him real bad sideways coming off, too, and he did not appreciate it. He slowed down going into three, and I just went to the outside of him because I'm trying to get around him. And he ran me into Webster, I swear to God. <laughs> Corey Fanning got by me so much that he, he got me so far up the racetrack that Fanning got by me, and I think I clobbered the wall and took out Fanning. <laughs> coming to the flag but yeah scott's one of those guys where he's just just evil enough to get away with it used to love racing with scott and hated at the same time he's fun he's a lot of fun he's one of the old breed just the guys who will race you without being an idiot and he wouldn't complain if you gave it back either well except when i put him in the grass i mean i can that's a different story i can see why ernie doesn't want to race a street stock right now even though he can because Look at the people we're racing against now that just basically run you all over the racetrack and smash into you. I mean, the last race, I mean, Larry looked like a pinball. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just these two kids basically running over top of each other, and I'm just sitting back watching it like, what are you doing? You know, this is supposed to be fun. I used to have the sticker on the back of my car. I said, remember, this is supposed to be fun. I must have taken it off this year because it's just not that way anymore. But You get knocked off every time you've got running. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when I came back to run a late model, and I, I you know, I, I talked to Bruce. I had I hadn't been racing in a while, and I just said, "Hey, what's what's different now than what used to be?" He said, "You know what?" He's like, "He said, here's the deal." He's like, "You run somebody in, you hit him in the door, they right rear hook you, and put you in the you. wall, and tell you after the race how you deserved it, and it was all your fault." And I'm not kidding. The first I bought his car, we set it up at his shop. I brought it to Waterford. We set fast time. We started on the pole. We had a problem in the feature, and I was coming through the field. And I was going in last lap, white flag. I was in sixth, so I was like, ah, let me get by this guy right here. I don't, I, I, to tell you the truth, I couldn't even tell you who this kid is. Yeah. And um, he was a young kid. And um, so I got in his bumper a little bit. He went up the track. Going into three, we came across the line. I beat him for fifth. I'm like, ah, I go top five, whatever. And this kid literally drove me in the right rear. I mean, drove me into the right rear, into the right behind the flag stand, drove me straight in. I had to put a new clip on this car that I literally had just bought from Bruce. I bought left his shop with it. Mm-hmm. And after the race, this guy's dad wanted to fight me because he couldn't believe that I moved his kid out of the way. And I was like, wow. And, you know, Webby came over to me. I guess this kid didn't even race for, like, the whole next year. Like, they gave him the year off. That's how blatant it was. Yeah. And they couldn't even understand it. I yeah. wish I could remember his name because I would definitely say it right now. It's probably not worth like listening. I have no idea yet. who this kid was. He was, was the dad- last name Anderson? No. <laughs> if you if you say he was a young kid, his dad was a concrete guy. I wish I, I like literally I would throw him under the bus right now, but I have no idea. He was that much of a nobody. I think he might be racing again, but I don't know who I he is. I have no he's, idea either. He's yeah. that much of a nobody. But yeah, like and Bruce was so like proved exactly right. Yeah. Like I literally got into him a little bit, got underneath him, beat him to the line. He drove me, right-reared me. I, I needed a new clip on my brand-new car that I just bought, yep. and his dad wanted to fight. Like, he yeah. couldn't believe that I had moved his kid out of the way. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, we've, we yeah. harp on it on the show all the time. We say contact does not necessitate wrecking race cars. Yeah. It's, I don't mm. understand it either, and it's going to be the death of short track racing if you yep. don't punish kids who do it because they see the guys up, up in the upper echelons of NASCAR doing it, and they think that it's okay. 
It is not okay. That's why that's why I love Scott Tapley as a race director, and that's why I love racing in a series where Ricky Brooks is the race director because yeah. they do not tolerate that shit. Yeah, Ricky Brooks, Scott Tapley, Tommy Fox, most of these guys don't take shit. And I appreciate that because you can't. You cannot allow the inmates to run the asylum. No. It's yes. not going to work out. You're going to just lose race cars because they're just going to wreck them because they're all psychotic. So yeah, The worst thing that happened to racing was the racers. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Pretty much. The racers yeah. and the fans. Money. We're our own worst enemies. Yep. I know Ernie's got to get back to uh, throwing throwing bags through a hole. Yep. Thanks I'm for hanging the, with so us. I'm in the finals, I guess. And we so. got to wrap this thing up because Jess and I got to get somewhere and we got to get out of here. So thank you all very much for listening. Thank you, Ernie, for coming on. We're going to have you on again some point because we want to have a longer show with you and uh, talk a lot more about racing. And uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. Anytime, guys. I appreciate having you yeah. on. So thank you all for listening. Be, uh, be on the lookout for the regular show. It'll be out this week. I don't know when this will come out. But uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs>